Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. The Shroud of Turin is one of the most researched and studied relics in church history and profoundly impacts many who encounter its mystery. As a person of faith, looking at it through the eyes of faith, um, I don't think it can help but, uh, but touch your heart. Something that we can look on not only to bolster our faith in those moments of weakness, but also to deepen our faith and our appreciation, our intimacy with Christ. Join Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry as they examine the science of the Shroud through the lens of faith. Really interesting scientific information that I, we didn't know about, uh, like the pollen from all the different regions of the world. That's all, as the Shroud traveled around, it picked that up. Some of the mites, uh, things like that was really interesting to me. I mean, this made you really want to believe it a lot more. It's impressive. Like, humanly, I don't think, like, that is another level of love. It's not a, a, a I'm gonna see like, oh, I love you, I'll give you a chocolate. No, I'm giving you more than my life. I'm giving you my suffering. Asking both experts and disciples, who do you say I am? Um, as far as who the man of the shroud is, I, as a, as a person of faith and kind of reviewing the evidence there, it, it seems that a convincing argument can be made that it's, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Visit patchworkheart.org shroud to learn more and get exclusive behind the scenes updates for your support. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Dan DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Sewing Hope. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you, and thank you so much for tuning in to Patchwork Heart Radio, wherever you're listening to us, whether it be on YouTube or uh, Podbean or Podpage site. Thank you so very much for tuning in and being a part of our ministry. We always encourage you to reach out to us, whether it be on social media or uh, through our email, which is very simply sewinghope at patchworkheart.org. Um, as always, I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Ann DeSantis. Ann, how are you? Doing great. Good to be here, Bill, on our 
series, and I know we're headed toward the end, not quite there yet, but <laughs> yeah, um, it's know, great right? to be here and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It's episode nine of this series, and uh, mm -hmm. it's um, it's uh, it, it's unbelievable that we've done nine episodes of uh, Catholic parenting. I mean, I'm I I'm the father of an 11 month old, so so it's incredible <laughs> that I've done nine episodes on parenting. But uh, I'm excited for this uh, particular episode as well. Yeah, I am too. And just to recap for those listening, that this is a 10 part series on parenting. Episode nine is ages 18 to 22. So really we're talking about college. And it just so happens that Bill and I wrote a book last year in 2021 with two others, two other friends. Uh, the book is called Hearts Burning Within Us, which is available at patchworkheart.org. So check it out. But it's a great topic for us because we took uh, a whole, almost a whole year, half a year or so, uh, writing a book. Yeah. Uh, for this very age. So I think it's, it's appropriate for us to talk about parenting and ways that you can evangelize Jade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100%. I think, you know, us writing the book uh, gives us some really good context into the um, minds of college students, right? Like, uh, just to give people the snapshot, you may have heard it on, a, on another podcast but for those of you who haven't, what we did was we took a unique approach um, I, to kind of um, write a book that's relevant for college kids. And what we did was we used the story of the road to Emmaus. So you hear that, especially around this time of year, right, And This is the uh, time, I think it's either uh, this weekend or maybe next weekend that they read the road to Emmaus story. Um, but the Road to Emmaus story um, serves as a backdrop for the book. And um, what we did was, you know, we really walked with students along um, a journey. So each week what we would do is we would meet with um, five different students from three different Catholic universities. And we would talk with them about the questions that they had on their heart about the faith. And it could be anything. Uh, there was no question that was off limits. They could ask any question, whether it be about sexual morality, um, about drug use, um, whatever was on their minds. Uh, and some of that surprised us, I think, you know, like, wow, this was uh, a question they asked or whatever. But w what was cool about it was that the way we went about it was we met every week. And so as authors and myself, um, Jen Oakley now and... Uh, Maggie, um, what we would do is we would uh, sit down and we'd write them over the course of the week and they, they'd come back to us and they'd have read the answers and we'd have a discussion each week. So we, it was not like we were just saying, hey, submit your questions for this book and you're never going to hear from us again or you're going to see a finished product. Uh, no, it was not that. It was really this walking along, uh, this journey hand in hand and answering questions and you know having uh, disagreements about uh, certain things. And the amazing thing about that, though, was that the Lord showed up just like he did on the road to Emmaus. Like, that was the intention, that, you know, wherever two or three are gathered, right, as, as these two disciples walk along, Christ becomes present to them in a very real and special way along this miracle. But we have that promise from Christ that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I am with them. And so we just knew that the Lord was going to show up. Uh, and... And that's how this book came to be. Um, 
and it's 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 beautiful it's fascinating uh process it was a process that i think really was guided by the holy spirit because uh, we we all kind of look at the end of it we're like okay wow you know <laughs> we were like wow i can't believe that this happened um and it was through um you know all of our hard work but it was it was also like wow god you know you really did something incredible here um and so you know as as happy we are that you know the book is out and it's published to our good friends at Karis uh, Publishing and you can head over there uh, to their website as well to, to purchase it in addition to ours or Amazon or wherever but um, we were really excited to get that unique view into college students students lives um, so yeah I, I think you know for this episode here um, just talking about those things that from that unique window that we had, it was it was pretty special and awesome. Yeah, it really was. Um, and I think it was interesting that we did that during the pandemic. It was kind of a perfect time because life was... And so it's just a wonderful topic, I think, because let's face it, I believe age, this 18 to 22, is really one of the most crucial times of people making that decision that do they, do they want to hold on to or don't. And so our book is just a, a wonderful resource, but maybe we can just dig right into this topic, Bill, because I know you have a lot of experience with working with young people, especially when you were a youth minister and my, uh, I have kids and, and we went through that time and they were able to hold on to their faith. Uh, and with that, I'm going to give a tidbit of, uh, wisdom, I guess, which I've shared on other podcasts, and I know I'm repeating this over and over again, is such a big thing when it comes to evangelizing our kids. And it's a real simple advice, and it's for any age, but I think especially for this age, it's important, is that we as parents, when we love and care about our faith in a real way, I'm not talking about a false way, a checkbox way, evangelize our kids is always, always, always going to be that we take our own faith seriously, not in a fanatical way, right, Bill, right. but in a real way that we love God and we take that second part of it very seriously too. We love others. So it's not just about checkboxing our faith that we go to mass and do all the right things, all the right prayers, but that we love others. We do good things for the world, showing our faith to others, not to just make them become exactly like us. I think that's the real fight with parenting. Mm. What we think it means to be a good Catholic, but remember our kids are not us, right? And so their, their way of expressing who they are and the ways that they decide to use their gifts and talents might be different than ours. It might not be exactly. Like have to accept, I think, that when our kids get to be between the ages of 18 and 22, that pray for them to love God and love others and follow their Catholic faith, but also pray that they can find the ways, the best ways that, Bill, I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, you know, and I, I think um, it's, it's definitely uh, something that's super important that, you know, during this age to live your faith, to model it, um, that is so very important. But, you know, I, I also think that there is that aspect of letting them 
grow in faith um, and and you know relying on the fact you know we talked a lot about you know really instilling the faith from a young age in um, you know your your student uh, you know in your child right and now it's time to let let um, that bloom a little bit right uh, and so yeah you know encouraging them to go to mass when you, they're at home and stuff like that I mean you know even to this day like if I'm at my mom and dad's house on a Sunday we're going to church it doesn't matter what you know it doesn't matter what it is you know I mean I mean I make that a regular habit in my life um, but but it's a it's a reality at you know for all of us uh, all of all of my parents children uh, you know when we're home we go to church together uh, it was beautiful. We all were able to be at Easter Mass together with, with my son and my wife. It was beautiful. But, um, you know, here's the here's the thing. Like, when you're a young adult, um, you know, you you have extended amount of time, especially if you're in college, away from your parents. Like, you know, you're gone for a semester many times. I mean, some kids live at home, and that's great. But uh, the reality is that you're probably off doing things. And, you know, college, like, you're not under the same roof like you are you know, 24-7 like you're in high school. Like, those years are over. And, you know, you've got internships and jobs and you're juggling all this stuff, and you're right. So you have to begin to own your own faith, and there really is an ownership that you have to have, right? Um, and so parents, you, you resist the urge to, you know, control every little detail. You know, like, um, if, you're, if your son or your daughter is out, you know, at an internship or doing something... And Mrs. Family Rosary Night, like, it's not something that I would be hounding them about. You know, uh, that's not something personally. I, I'd be like, hey, you know what? Um, make up, you know, you're going to make up your rosary elsewhere. And you got to trust that they're cre creating their own prayer habits. There has to be a little bit of trust there. And, you know, they might be craving that. They might be missing that. And they might be saying, oh, man, I wish I was there. And they might do it on their own in their in their own car, you know, in, you know, on their car ride to or from work or to or from their internship or whatever, um, you know, but, but this is how they create those habits. And I think when we were talking with a lot of the, you know, students that we were talking with with the book, I, I really believe, you know, we saw a lot of that. Like we saw like them turning over their questions and saying, hey, you know what? I, I didn't get every answer to every question that, I, that I've ever received in my whole life. And you guess what? As... Uh, a 37-year-old guy, I still don't have all the qu answers to all the questions that I have about my faith either. So, you know, that's something that um, for young adults, they have to, you have to realize that this is a continual learning process and um, allowing your your children, and it's hard, right? <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't want anybody else, you know, teaching my kids about, uh, the, you know, the faith other than me right now. Like, you know, Elvin's, Elvin's you know, that he's, he's that young. And I can't imagine what that's going to be like when I have to go turn that over um, to, to others to maybe, you know, have those different conversations with them and stuff like that. But uh, I would really, really, really push hard and um, I would really, really do your best to restrain yourself from controlling every aspect of their faith life. And uh, that's the best advice I think I can give you as somebody who has, you know, encountered this and seen this uh, up close. No, that, that's excellent advice, Bill. Um, thank you, because I think that the wisdom that you learn as a parent, no matter what age, I think it helps other age, 
areas, right? I mean, the things that I learned when I parented my kids when they were young, really young, are still things that help me today. And now my kids are in that late stage, right? They're over the age of 22 and, and adults now, but you're still a, a mom, you're still a parent. It's just that you're not a parent in that same exact way that you were, of course, when they were below the age of 18 or even 22. It's much different when they're adults. Um, I do want to bring up a couple organizations that I think are very helpful for college age, for you who are listening that are parents, and even if you are yourself in college, uh, you might have heard of the organization called Focus, focus.org, and it is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. In fact, Bill and I have interviewed a couple different people from Focus on this very podcast, Sewing Hope. So definitely check out the website because they are wonderful and offer so much about connecting on campus, faith resources, and getting in touch with missionaries at colleges. So please do check that out. Another one is Net Ministries, which my own daughter was involved with, which is the National Evangelization Team. So just Google that at Net Ministries. What they do is they are a group of people between the ages of 18 to 28 that do evangelization all over the United States, traveling to churches and dioceses and archdioceses and offering something like confirmation retreats and evangelization to young people below the age of 18. I think namely mostly uh, middle school and high school age, but it's a wonderful thing that young people can get involved with as a missionary. And so I, I can't recommend it enough. And my daughter was involved with it for almost a full year after college. And she just got so much, uh, much from it in terms of loving her faith and evangelizing. Yeah. I know you're familiar with that one too, Bill. It is. Oh yeah. And I mean, Net's an amazing organization and uh, you know, it impacts so many people across the the globe, you know, um, across the United States. It really does. It just impacts um, the faith lives of not only those serving, but those who have served. And so um, it, it's so great. Um, and I really encourage, you know, young people to get involved with that, get out of the boat. And, you know, uh, that's something to go serve on. Again, it helps them own their own faith. It helps them tell their story, right? Like that's another really big thing that I think came through in um, our conversation with young people was that they really wanted to know how to evangelize. They wanted to know how to share the faith. And that right there um, is super, I, I can't tell you how many questions and do we write that, you know, we're evangelization related. How do I share the faith with somebody? Is it okay if I have friends who are not part of the Catholic church? Like, you know, how, you know, how, how do I juggle all of this? And it was, so, you know, it was so fascinating to learn that. But and that's one of the things that net really does help, you know, people do is own their faith, learn how to answer the questions, learn how to, um, you know, serve other people, serve the younger generation. Um, I always had net teams come to our parish, always, uh, when I was a youth minister. And I and some of the most on fire Catholics are are involved in this. And so I would really just um, encourage you um, to, you know, explore that option for um, your, you know, or gently say, hey, this is a, a thing you could do after school. You know, uh, take a year of um, 
you know, a year, I think it, I think it can be up to two years, right, of, uh, of, of time uh, to serve uh, on, on national evangelization teams. And many people right after school go right into it, um, right after they graduate uh, college, because it's a great, you know, primer to kind of get, um, you know, ready for whatever job you might be going to, um, you know, uh, as a youth minister or if you're going to be serving in the church. It's really a great um, ministry. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a matter of fact, Bill, it's so funny, but just last night, you know, when, when the net ministry team comes into a church, what they do is they stay with parishioners. They're asked to stay overnight, be a guest with some of the parishioners so they have a place to stay. And so just literally just last night, we had two of them here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just a coincidental thing. You know, we're taping this here in, in April of 2022. But um, my, as I said, my daughter got so much from it. And another thing I think is uh, advice for parents to, to pass on to your kids who are ages 18 to 22 is for them to find some Catholic groups to attend, Christian or Catholic groups to attend on campus, something like Focus, or maybe there's some kind of prayer groups or other ministries that are on the campuses of your uh, daughter or son's college you know, get to meet some like-minded people uh, that share the Catholic faith, that care about their faith, that want to attend Mass during sun on Sundays, or maybe even once in a while to get into daily Mass. Because I know that when my daughter was away at school, she went to DeSales University, a wonderful university in the greater Philadelphia area. Um, she, she met some good people when she was involved in campus ministry and went on retreats, and also sometimes when she was able to, she attended daily mass, and it really makes all the difference when you meet people, even if you just have one friend who's Catholic, you know, and, or follows their faith and cares about their faith, it just really makes a difference. Oh, I, I really think so. I know, I know you agree on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, one of the resources that youth ministers have is a thing called uh, Newman Connection. Mm. Uh, I really encourage you to uh, look at that. The Newman Connection is one of the things that um, helps young people a lot when they go to off visiting colleges. Like we're talking about that 18 to 22 range, but in the last podcast, you're talking about you know kind of preparing for college. Well, one of the things that you can do uh, to help your young adult as they're going off to college, probably should have included this in the previous episode, but um, is connect with what they call the Newman Connection. And what they do uh, is they have a data bank. Uh, basically, of uh, every spiritual resource, Catholic uh, spiritual resource that the university offers, even if it's a state school. So many places, you know, at, at state schools have what they call a Newman Center. Uh, but if you go to a Catholic university, there are not, you know, Newman Centers. Um, there are, you know, campus ministry offices, but it doesn't matter whether you go to a Catholic school or a state school uh, or whatever. This Newman Connection has those resources available, uh, and so the youth minister can go into the computer. They can plug in, uh, you know, what school they're going to, and then it spits out a list of all the different people to contact. And so that's a really great thing to do as you're going to visit schools. And, uh, you know, say, hey, you know what, let's swing by the campus ministry office. I've got their name of the of the campus minister. Uh, I've got the name of, you know, this person at the Newman Center. I've got we're, and what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, you know, swing by, say hello. Um, 
yeah, and you know figure out what resources are available on campus as well. Um, you know, with mass times and and whatever, and you know, do they have retreats? What are they offering? Mission trips over the summer? What are the things they're doing? Um, so, I think that's a big help when you're preparing for college. Um, you know, get your get your students uh, the resources so that they know where they're going, um, and it gives them a group of instant friends. Really, um, you know, it gives you a group of instant friends when you've got your retreats and. You've got uh, submission trips lined up, and you've got meetings on Tuesday nights or whatever uh, for your faith. Like that's you know awesome. So check check that out and do it in advance before they go away to school during their tours um, of the school and all that. You know. Oh, that's great! I'm so glad you brought that up. That because I the Newman centers to me, I just think do so much, and you know I'm in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and have attended meetings, even recently hearing uh, some people witness to how much those Newman centers have made a difference for their, their child's faith or for their faith, I should say, because they're the, the students were the ones that were speaking and it really makes a huge difference. I just wanted to back up about the net ministries in case somebody's listening and you know, someone you or someone, you know, is interested in finding out more is that website is netusa.org. And they challenge young Catholics to love Christ and embrace the life of the church through youth retreats and disciple ministry. Now, remember, for this age group, for the 18 to 20, actually, it's, I think I believe it's 18 to 28, they're missionaries. So if, it, it would basically mean that you, know, you or someone you know would take some time off, maybe nine months to a year, where they're giving their time to travel all over the United States as a missionary. And it's a great thing because when you hear missionary, sometimes we think of outside of the United States. I mean, these are people that are evangelizing people we know that we live around, right? People that are in our own parish communities who need to understand their faith more and fall in love with it. So that, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, you're exactly right, Ann. Uh, and, you know, college students have such a beautiful... Um, you know, opportunity, as I said, to own their own faith. And that is just one of those ways to do that. Um, but, you know, if you're a college student listening to this with your mom or dad or whatever, um, know that this is the opportunity to go ask your tough questions um, and receive the answers. And even if you don't um, agree with every answer, um, Still make the effort to seek that out. Still make the effort to um, go go and get your answers, uh, because I I know that you're going to feel better um, when you when you seek and you own your own faith. Um, the other thing is a lot of uh, if you grew up in a very catechetical household um, and you've been going to youth groups and going to all of these different things, you probably have a wonderful uh, head knowledge of the faith, right? Uh, you probably got, you know, an understanding of the catechism if you were going to, uh, you know, your youth groups and all that stuff. You you probably got that. Um, I, you may have even had some opportunities to go to Steubenville conferences or go to different, you know, uh, mission trips and things like that in high school. But um, I really know that college students have a unique opportunity to encounter 
Christ in a way that is not so juvenile. Um, and I'm not and I'm not saying that you know these mission trips or Steubenville conferences are juvenile. I what I'm what I'm saying is that you have a opportunity to cross over the threshold from the the fun and games um, of our of our you know these different things into the hard work of evangelization in the church. So you have the opportunity not only to own it, but to have an adult relationship with Christ and, and you know, begin to set footing up for your future to have an adult relationship with Christ and the church. Um, you know, many people start thinking about, you know, dating, looking at, you know, what their future is going to be uh, after school. And you have that opportunity as a college student to prepare your faith life well so that you can set on solid ground your adult faith life um, and begin to think about children and all of those other things that we'll probably get into in the next episode, Ann. But, uh, yeah, you know. exactly. That, they're all great points. I'm glad you brought that up because it, like, it's a good lead-in, Bill, you know, that what you just said. It's a great lead-in to what's coming next, the last podcast, right, of this series, which is going to be, and you might look at Bill and I and think, well, how do you know what it's like to parent over the age of 22? Well, for me, I do because my mine are older. But you know what? This is really for anybody who's older, an older adult, and you're a parenting that you, you know, maybe you're in your 50s, 60s, or even 70s. So this is going to be beyond the age of 22 into adulthood. And having those, you know, maybe the, the fact that your children might even be contemplating marriage or to have once they, the grandchildren start to come. So it's going to be a great podcast because we're really going to talk about all those phases of early adulthood and going into middle adulthood as a, as a parent and what that's like. And how you can still continue that legacy of faith, right? No matter what part of parenting stage of parenting you're at. So I think it's awesome. I also want to mention something Bill and I just discussed. Keep an eye because we talked about the book that we wrote, The Heart's Burning Within Us. Uh, there is a possibility that we might be doing a monthly podcast through Patchwork Heart Ministry and the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation Families in Crisis series where we will be doing uh, a whole series on those chapters of the book. So if you get a hold of that book and you buy it on patchworkheart.org, then you can actually partake and hear the discussions that we have about those chapters. So hope you can join us for that. Thank you yeah. so much, Bill. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this has been a wonderful uh, conversation. And uh, so for all of you listening at home, uh, all of you joining us, uh, thank you so much for being with us here on Sewing Hope Podcast, and we look forward to being with you uh, next week for that last uh, part of this 10-part series. Uh, but until next time, from uh, all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, may God bless you, your families, and keep beating to your Catholic heart. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2
Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. The Shroud of Turin is one of the most researched and studied relics in church history and profoundly impacts many who encounter its mystery. As a person of faith, looking at it through the eyes of faith, um, I don't think it can help but, uh, but touch your heart. Something that we can look on not only to bolster our faith in those moments of weakness, but also to deepen our faith and our appreciation, our intimacy with Christ. Join Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry as they examine the science of the Shroud through the lens of faith. Really interesting scientific information that I, we didn't know about, uh, like the pollen from all the different regions of the world. That's all, as the Shroud traveled around, it picked that up. Some of the mites, uh, things like that was really interesting to me. I mean, this made you really want to believe it a lot more. It's impressive. Like, humanly, I don't think, like, that is another level of love. It's not a, a, a I'm gonna see like, oh, I love you, I'll give you a chocolate. No, I'm giving you more than my life. I'm giving you my suffering. Asking both experts and disciples, who do you say I am? Um, as far as who the man of the shroud is, I, as a, as a person of faith and kind of reviewing the evidence there, it, it seems that a convincing argument can be made that it's, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Visit patchworkheart.org shroud to learn more and get exclusive behind the scenes updates for your support. <laughs>